Today we talk about the Northsiders, the Chicago Cubs. Last year, finishing uh, in third place in the National League Central. 74-88 and 88 was their record. They actually probably finished a little bit better uh, than many of us uh, even expected at the start of the season ahead of the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. Cubs in a bit of a rebuild here right now. Jim, did they do anything this offseason to make them better, for at least for fantasy purposes, for us here uh, this season? Yeah, they were very aggressive this offseason, and it was very clear that ownership uh, let Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins, the two lead baseball executives, know that they want to win again, and they're ready, and they opened up the checkbook, and they spent some money. So let's talk about... The moves they made, I think we should probably start in the free agent category because they spent some dough. Uh, the highlight for them was Dansby Swanson. Took him away from the Braves on a seven-year, $177 million deal. Staggering. Uh, they weren't done. They then went to fix the starting pitching, and they added Jamison Tyone from the New York Yankees. They gave him a four-year, $68 million deal. Then they went to the Dodgers and said, guess what? We're going to fix our defense up the middle. We already got Swanson in short. We're going to move Horner to second. Now we need a center fielder. We're going to go get Cody Bellinger on a one-year, $17.5 million deal. And then they're not done. Then they said, we got to fix the bullpen. They bring in Brad Boxberger on a one-year, $2.8 million deal. Then they say, we need another starter. So they get Drew Smiley at two years, 19. And then they say, wait, we fixed it up the middle. It's second, short, and center. Now we need a catcher. And they signed Tucker Barnhart to a two-year, $6.5 million deal. And then they said, you know what? We need better defense at first. So then they inked Eric Cosmer on a one-year, $720,000 deal. Then they said they needed more right-handed power. And they went and got Trey Mancini on a two-year, $14 million deal. Then they said they needed another option at the back end of the bullpen. And they got Michael Fulmer on a one-year, $4 million deal. And then they said, you know what? We need a power back coming off the bench on the left side. And they signed Edwin Rios to a one-year, $1 million deal. That was the free agents. <laughs> they made a couple of small trades, but none of them significant. All right. So uh, a, a little bit of a makeover for the Chicago Cubs. Let's go around the diamond here. Let's figure out who we like for fantasy. Um, mm, some slim pickings, I'd say. Tucker Barnhart, as far as uh, you know, behind the plate, splitting some time, maybe sharing some work with Jan Gomes. Uh, Hosmer at first, we know he is not an offensive juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. Nico Horner at second, maybe a little bit of speed. Patrick Wisdom's penciled in for third base with Christopher Morell behind him. And Dansby Swanson at short. Mancini DHing and a, an outfield of Bellinger, Hap, and if he's healthy enough, say a Suzuki. Jim. There's really not a lot of fantasy stuff here. That that Nothing that I want to say, these are my starters. Maybe if I'm looking at some depth, then it's a different story. Yeah, that's a good point, Howard. And look, I think they do have some useful fantasy guys. I think Ian Happ and Nico Horner are, are usable um, in fantasy. Um, you know, it, depending upon if you're in a 15-team league and you need help middle infield, Nico Horner's a guy. Uh, Ian Happ can play multiple positions. Um, he can hit some homer and steal some bags. A little interest there. You know, does Cody Bellinger bounce back? Maybe. You know, I mean, we all saw what he did a few years ago. Um, so we know what he's capable of. He's now really playing for his life. Uh, so, you know, there's a chance to take a shot here. But, you know, I'm I'm on your team on this one. Uh, I won't have a lot of shares of guys here. I do think, say, a Suzuki, once he's healthy, 
will be better than what we saw a year ago. But there's really no one on the Cubs lineup that moves the needle that you sit there and say, ooh, I definitely got to get this guy. I don't see one position player going in the first 10 rounds. I don't see one position go, player going in the first 10 rounds. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe Dansby Swanson. If somebody kind of overreacts because all the top shortstops are coming off the board early, maybe Dansby Swanson uh, gets that look. I'll tell you who. Out, out of this group here, I would, I'd take a swing at Cody Bellinger super late in my draft. If he's sitting there and I'm looking at it saying, you know what, I could use a little bit more power on my team and it's not going to cost me a high draft pick when the wind's blowing out at Wrigley. Bellinger, perhaps, could be a decent power guy uh, late. Again, not a starter, but if I'm sitting there rounds 15, 16, 17, Jim, and I'm in need of power, I might take a shot on him. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I, it's a gamble, and where you're talking about him, I agree with it. Um, let's get to the starting pitching. Should be a little better. We talked about them signing Jamison Thayon is a free agent. Marcus Stroman is back. Uh, you've got Justin Steele, the left-hander, as their third starter. And then Drew Smiley and Adrian Sampson rounds out the rotation. Uh, again, no one is going to knock your socks off. But, you know, I think both uh, all three of Stroman, Tyone, and Steele have some value in terms of, um, especially if you're in an NL-only league, all three of those guys should have a chance to have double-digit wins here for the Chicago Cubs this year. Double digit seems a little bullish, but I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with that. There's nobody really dazzling me here uh, either, but some guys are going to have to win some games. Um, the bullpen you mentioned in the uh, in in the uh, the free agent signings, uh, Michael Fulmer brought in to help shore it up. You know he's got closer experience. They've got Brandon Hughes, who's a southpaw. But Fulmer, Boxberger, both with uh, with closer experience. I know we we got to you know. Have we gone to the general manager and uh, and figured out what they're planning on doing? Yeah, we have. And what you have to do is go to the Fantasy Alarm Closers Grid again. FantasyAlarm.com. Go to the Closers Grid, and as of now, Brandon Hughes is the guy as of now. But both Brad Boxberger. And Adbert Azale are both in play here as guys that could end up getting some saves. I also like Julian Merriweather a little bit, the guy that used to be with the Blue Jays. I'm not sure if he can bounce back and be healthy and be the guy that showed us the raw stuff three years ago, but he could. But for now, Brandon Hughes and Boxberger and Azale are the three you need, with Hughes the one most likely to get the saves. And again, if you want any information on closers, if you want to see the depth chart, please, fantasyalarm.com. They do a, uh, everyone over there does a great job on the closer grid. No doubt about it. A special shout-out to Joe Galena, who makes mad, crazy adjustments uh, to that there. Um, all right, Jim, we've, we've looked at the starters. Nobody's really impressing us all that much. Is there some hope on the horizon? Do we have some prospects we might want to take a look at? I know... Uh, currently dazzling for uh, my my, uh, my fellow lawnsman of Team Israel at the WBC, Matt Mervis. He's got some pop. Yeah. Um, I'd say you got three outfield prospects that are relevant, that we're going to keep watching their development. Pete Crow Armstrong, a center field leadoff hitter type, pretty good defender. Uh, Brennan Davis, who has done well in the past in futures games, has really good raw power. They're really high on him. And Kevin Alcantara, another outfielder. So th those are three rookies that 
uh, are rookies as well as part of their farm depth. A um, couple of pitchers, Cade Horton, Hayden Wisniewski, uh, are a couple more to kind of pay attention with the Cubs. You know, they don't have that kind of prospect that gives you goosebumps, mm-hmm. but they do have guys to pay attention to with upside. You know, Davis's power is real if he hits. So what happens then, you know, if, if the front office turned around here in the offseason and said, we got to get better, we got to get back to the playoffs, and they made the moves, the, the win-now moves that they did, um, do, they, uh, do they make a move even further down in the season? Do you think they're, they're going to be active come the trade deadline if they're a fringe wild-card team? That's a great question, Howard. The, the problem that I have when I look at the Cubs is I don't see a 500 team. So I see a third place team in the division. I, I I just don't see them in a race with the Cardinals and Brewers. I, I just don't see that pathway. I could be wrong. So I don't see them buying at the deadline. They could be selling or firing at the deadline. Okay. See, I you know I see it that way as well. I don't really see them making any kind of crazy moves, but they do have uh, components that I'm sure a number of contenders. Uh, would be definitely interested in taking a look at. All right, try it, Jim. I know it's going to be a t- you know this isn't like you know when, when we when we end up talking the Oakland A's and I ask you to find a sleeper in that crew, but here we are looking at the Cubs. Give me one sleeper and one bust. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on this one. Cody Bellinger's the sleeper. I think if there's one guy on their roster that could come out of nowhere and be a guy, it's Bellinger. I mean because he's done it before, right? I mean, that's the one thing we always talk about the late Branch Rickey uh, and what he always said, which was, if you've seen it once, you can see it again. And I think that's something that, you know, quite frankly, you can't ignore. Uh, You can't ignore when you see a guy that has gone out there and won an MVP award. And, you know, that that particular year that he went off, I just want to remind people, 47 homers, 15 stolen bases, hit 305. Led the league with 351 total bases, was an all-star gold glove, silver slugger, MVP winner. Now, that was the year that we used golf balls instead of baseballs, and the ball flew. But I also remind people, he had 39 home runs his rookie year mm-hmm. <laughs> when he won rookie of the year. So we, we have a guy basically that in two years has done that. And last year, you can laugh at him. He still had 19 homers and 14 steals. He just did 210 and had big holes at the plate, and they exposed him. But, you know, he's had a, a long winner to think about. Dodgers didn't want him and said goodbye. They wouldn't even give him the qualifying offer. They said, bye-bye, challenge like you gone. So if, if there's any way he can bounce back. So that's my sleeper. I'll give you my bust. It's Dansby Swanson. Sorry, Cubs fans, don't yell at me and scream at me. And I know you're going to anyway. And I understand why. But, look, a lot of times when you sign that big free agent contract, you go to your new team, you put high expectations, you know, I, look, do I still think 20 homers is realistic for him? Sure. 260 with 20 homers, maybe you steal 15 bases. You know, it's just for those people, you know, last year was top 12 MVP. That's not happening, guys. He's not going to finish top 20 MVP. In if he makes it to the all-star team, it's only because the rest of the team is not very good. Yeah, they got to get that one representative there. All right, Bellinger a sleeper, Swanson a bust. I can definitely dig that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, are the Chicago Cubs. In a nutshell here for fantasy purposes, uh, here we thank you as always for listening to our front office insights here at Fantasy Alarm.